0: this episode of little bit of life podcast is brought to you by combat life apparel i am so excited to share with you about this new company that i found they're an amazing clothing brand that is veteran owned they're based out of wisconsin and they have a motto of premium apparel made with blood sweat and testicular fortitude how amazing is that i actually found them through social media They really grab my attention because they are 100% veteran-owned and operated, and they're more than just apparel. They go far beyond apparel and are a rare breed of warriors—the one percent of the one percent that are committed to live hard and die great lifestyle. They are veteran-owned and operated, like I said, coming out of the state of Wisconsin and if you go to their website it's combatlifeusa.com get to know the owners i have had the incredible opportunity to work with patrick and i cannot wait to get my product guys i not only am getting a hoodie a t-shirt but every single thing on this website i cannot express enough i think i could order every single product They have best-selling tees, best-selling hoodies. It doesn't stop there. They also have shorts and joggers and plenty of new arrivals. They have everything for you or your spouse, your partner, your family, your friend, the veteran, or maybe just to spoil yourself. Make sure you check them out at CombatLifeUSA.com. Remember, support small business and support veterans.
1: Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits. So sit back, enjoy, and here's
0: your host.
1: Hello, I'm Margie Taylor. My son died February 1st, serving at Fort Hood as a specialist, sleeping in his barracks. It's 10 months today since he passed away. They put him on nine prescriptions in January. He died February 1st. He also had a physical, as they do, annual physicals in October. His heart was three times the normal size. Did they ever do lab work before prescriptions? No. Did they do any lab work when he had an annual physical? No. Don't we have that required for us as civilians? Oh, yes. But not when you're in the military. Oh, no. It's basically a check off the list. Talk to me. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's what's in my house. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.
0: Hey, guys. Welcome another episode, Little Bit of Life podcast with Little. We have her on for part two. I promised you last time. Last time we had on Margie Taylor, the mother of Joey Lenz that passed at Fort Hood. Yes, we're doing another Fort Hood, and we're doing a part two. Why? Last time we were waiting on her to get autopsy information, we were waiting on her to get all the medical information, and we promised every listener she would be back. There is nothing like a mother that needs answers and justice for her child, especially when it comes to the hands of the military being involved. Margie, welcome back. You need absolutely no introduction. It's good to see you again. How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm fired up, though. You know, this holiday season is just bringing it out in me. Um, Joey was with us, of course, every Christmas, except for the one he was in South Korea, which was in 2019 before the pandemic, which seems like so long ago, <laughs> because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but that was the only one he missed. And, uh, of course he's going to miss this Christmas. And, uh, it kind of just puts me in a different frame of mind that I need action
0: hmm. So what has happened for listeners, we have followed you on the Facebook page forever 32. And in remembrance of your son, we have watched you on TikTok. tock, um, you are flooding social media to get the attention and to get the pressure on Fort Hood and the military. What has happened so far since we've last spoken to you?
1: Oh, my gosh. So I received 541 pages of medical records, and yes, there is redact information, and it is not complete even at 541 pages. But what I did find was evidence that points to the fact that, quite honestly, this was a homicide. Hmm. by the hands of the army and that is what they don't want me to know because I had to fight to get the medical records I did not get them till I don't know six and a half months in after his death because they were saying I had to go to a court of law and have a judge sign that I was his mother next to kin, which is pretty crazy considering the fact they gave me the CID investigation report which was full of false narratives. (laughs) They gave me his autopsy and toxicology as mother and next to kin. They gave me his personal belongings and his final paycheck as mother and next to kin. But suddenly I've been removed from mother and next to kin. Ironically, in the medical records, it does say several times that I'm mother and next to kin. So there you have it. Uh, There's a lot of um, false information and cover-ups that I know is not unique to the Army or Fort Hood or any branch, it happens all over. And that's my concern. But bringing it down to my major concern is accountability for my son's death.
0: Mm -hmm. When you received the medical records, because last time we talked to you, um, and this is a quick episode because I've had so many people like, hey, we we wanna know, like what happened? We're kind of leaving, you know, we're left out here wondering. You and I have talked, obviously, but you weren't surprised by what you received in the medical records. There's things that are redacted. There's things that just don't make any sense. And like you said, this is not something that is considered abnormal within the military branches, especially with Fort Hood. And that's why we have you on to push this. How many more soldiers need to pass away? How many more people and families need to be affected that they are fighting for answers that they're being denied even the honor and the dignity of their child who gave their life for this country and lost their life at the hands of the military that was supposed to protect them on the base. So what does what does it look like now going further for you?
1: So um, some of the information I found, first of all, is that when he was over medicated, In March 17th, 2021, he ended up in ICU and they called me because I was mother next to kin because he was unconscious. (laughs) And uh, after many hours of trying to track him down at Fort Hood, he was in ICU and the ICU nurse did tell me that he was over medicated uh, at Fort Hood. So I looked at his lab reports and they not knowing anything about medical anything, but when something says that. His hemoglobin is lower than normal. His hematocrit is lower than normal. His MCV is higher than normal. All these things spark interest to me, like what is going on? Mm -hmm. And it even said that there was indications of a possible heart enlarging if left untreated. Okay, so this was a year before Joey died and there was no follow-up. Then it was also noted that there was Uh, I don't know how you say it, troponin was noted in his medical records from that lab report, which indicates a possible heart attack. There was no follow-up. So I'm very concerned about that. I'm also finding out when the armed services does an annual physical, it's a self-report check-in. So if you don't tell me anything is wrong with you, we check it off that you showed up. What is the point of any of that? And any military service member who says I have a pain in my chest or I have headaches, whatever the case is, they will uh, face retribution. Mm-hmm. They will not be ranked up. They will not be deployed. They will not see their family. Why aren't we doing just annual physicals, period?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just a regular. So in civilian life, we get physicals. And it or blood work done. If we are given um, a prescription for drugs, and especially it's numerous drugs, we get lab work done. I found out, they told me that he was on four medications in January when he went back from Christmas a year ago. He was on one anti-anxiety Christmas day, the last time I saw him. He, that was a lie. He was on nine. They put him on nine and they don't they don't work well together, any of those drugs, and they could they could um, create serotonin syndrome from what I'm understanding, which is also heart enlarging. Joey died of a heart three times the normal size, which did not happen overnight. It's over a period of time. So my concern is first accountability for his death that was by the hands of negligence and medical malpractice by the army, And then to help other service members maintain their health protocols and live a a good life because they're less than the 1% that enlist to serve our country as the national line of defense. Why, why are we not taking better care of them? Mm -hmm. Why do prisoners get better health care than our service members? Mm -hmm. This is not unique to the Army. They all do this. Why is there no lab work done when you are given all these drugs? Why is there no consultation about drug interactions or non-drug interactions for that matter, like you have to eat or you have to, don't mix it with milk or whatever it is that we get in civilian life. Why is there less care for these people that are giving their lives to serve our country? I am all for the military, absolutely, even more than ever. And I feel that this is my God-given mission to make a change.
0: Mm-hmm. You and it and
1: I, doesn't, it's not that difficult to do that.
0: Yeah. You and I have talked. Um, I find it interesting when when you first went through this and when we first started talking, you're like, I just need answers. I just need to find justice for my son. But now it's totally turned into a life-driven yeah. goal to not only, you and I have talked, to accept that, you know, yes, your son has passed, but to not have His name go unnoticed. And I feel like with the military, it's almost everybody is a number. And when something happens to a soldier that is not given the correct answers to the family, it's just, oh, well, we want everybody silenced. They expect families to stay silent. And with that, there's so many people and families that just retract every statement they make. They're very nervous when it comes to the military. They don't want to go so-called up against the military. And that's why we're doing this, is because as a family as a mother you have the right to know what happened to your child and when all of these little moments are not adding up completely you have a right to question even especially with it being the government so I agree completely with everything that you've said, especially when it comes to taxpayers' money and inmates being treated even better with not only health care, but preventative health care. So what can we do for right. these soldiers with preventative health care of finding these issues, especially when it was documented a year prior? How do we fix that? So what are you doing in order for this new movement? This is going to be a movement to make change. It is a movement.
1: So what's kind of scary but doesn't stop me is I'm being watched. I'm being watched daily. They have taken over my Facebook page. I have had to create another Facebook page. They knock me out. And if when you think I'm just being superstitious, no, that is not valid. They have gone in through the page I made for my son, Forever 32. Normal hackers wouldn't do that. They know how, they know my phone number. They know how to find me. I mean, this is the army folks. They have the resources to do what they need to do. And they are watching me. Have they stopped me? No, they have not, nor will they. Um, I've been told to be careful what I say or how I say it. There's a gag order on my name and my son's name. Not only at Fort Hood, big army knows who I am. Mm -hmm. And that means that I'm a threat to them because I know too much. So I am, I am, like you said, this has just changed my way of living. I mean, I still run my business. I still care family. I have two other sons, all of that, uh, which is important to me. But it's ultimately important to now move forward because I believe I have the skill set to help other families, you know, uh, from this tragedy. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And it isn't just losing a child, which is horribly tragic in itself, but to have to keep fighting to get answers. Most people will give up Mm -hmm. because it's a hard fight to get the medical records. The only reason I finally got them is because I've been working since day one for the last 10 months with my Congressman, Kevin Brady, who's been in office uh, 25 years. And his chief of staff has uh, helped me. He called uh, Fort Hood every day for over a week saying, you can't do this. You cannot deny the mother of the son that died at Fort Hood medical records. That is illegal. (laughs) So I finally got them and they are not in totality still. We have... Uh, done the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, and still waiting on all the information. But as it is, I have enough to show accountability. So I, um, you ask me, what am I doing and how am I doing it? I am letting everybody know. I'm trying to contact other mothers, families, to help them get information they need. I am working on a draft legislative bill in the federal government to go before the Armed Services Committee to change and update medical protocols for the Department of Defense. I'm not messing around. Mm -hmm. I am moving full force. I am using relationships I have and gaining more as I go. People, I'm trying to bring awareness and education to things that need to be changed to update our medical health protocols, to keep our military safe. Why wouldn't we want that? You know, I don't think it's the fact that we don't want it. I think most people aren't educated and know what's really going on.
0: Agreed. You know, and
1: they're afraid to ask the questions.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not
1: afraid. Mm-hmm. The worst thing in my life has already happened. So I've got nothing to lose and a lot to gain by moving forward.
0: The key that you stated is this is such an uphill battle where I can only imagine as a family of you feel you've taken 10 steps forward, 50 steps back, and people give up. They feel that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, especially when, like I said, they feel that they are going against the government. But truly, you have to look at it: is you're going against the unanswered items and information that they're choosing not to mm-hmm. give you. So you have to keep going. If there's other families out there, contact her. The stronger you are as a group, the more noise you're going to be making. And that's going to push for a change. Your TikToks are still going viral. I love the fact that you are allowing us to be part of this process because TikTok is a massive social media platform. It's giving other people all over the United States and the world education. Like you said, we need to educate as many people as possible for there to be any form of change or even a step in that right direction.
1: Well, I believe that My son, Joey Lenz, absolutely wants me to do this. He knows his mother. He knows I don't give up. And he wants me to do this to save lives. You know, uh, his birthday was November 16th. And I wasn't sure how that day was going to go for me. But it brought joy to my heart. To see a community of people, my community, Montgomery County, Conroe, Texas. I don't know, say 40 people or so were there for me and for Joey's birthday for a bench dedication in his honor. And they know that I am trying to do what I can to save lives. Joey was a unique soul. He had he had a young soul, but as he was sharing kindness, we put a quote on his bench, which resonates with me and is very uplifting. And it is that some people make your life, make your laugh a little louder, your smile a little brighter and your life a little better. Joey was loved by friends, soldiers and his family because he made our lives better. That's pretty much it. He made everybody's life better and if i can make everybody else's life better by what he has sacrificed and i believe is my god-given mission at this point then that's what i'm going to do mm-hmm. and the more awareness i have the more people can help me carry the torch to make a difference you know people ask can i write a petition to my elected officials yeah you can you you can you can do something like that you can write letters but honestly I think the voice of the people is a lot stronger. Social media is a big force. The more people that say, we're gonna stop this nonsense, we're gonna protect our military, the stronger our country will be. Mm -hmm. because We're gonna have more lives saved to help us in our national defense. It's just is common sense. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Why do they take better care of their equipment, their weapons than they do lives? Mm -hmm. the less than 1% that enlists to serve our country. God bless the USA. Let's keep making it strong.
0: Well, I will again put all of your information in the bio for this episode. Continue to share Margie's story. It's not only just for her, it's for all of those in the future that need their lives saved. We have to come together. We have to share as much as possible. And like I said, we're all over the world, especially with this podcast. We are massive in numbers. The more you stay silent, the more secrets they are able to get away with and keep. The louder you are, the stronger we are as a group. So I appreciate you coming on, giving us an update. And like I said, sharing the journey. We are all here to support you and all of the other families that still need to speak out. Remember, especially listening to this, do not be afraid. You're not going up against anyone. You're just getting justice for what is right and what is deserved for your loved one. Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and interact with
0: the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.